0: It's time for Red Zone Talk, presented by Olympia Orthopedic Associates on 95.3 KGY. A weekly look at high school football in the area with your host, Noel Wall, and Olympian prep contributor, Dave Weber.
1: And good morning and welcome to Red Zone Talk. It's your weekly high school football roundup conversation show. Uh, A live talk about teams and games in our area. This is Season 5, Episode 5. I'm your host, Noel Wall, along with prep reporter Dave Weber. How are you this morning? Doing pretty good. Some interesting things
2: going on around the area in football, so it'll be fun to talk about.
1: Oh, yeah. No kidding. The show will be available for podcasts, so if you're busy right now, you can listen to it later. Uh, Get the Red Zone Talk page of the KGY website at kgyfm.com. Last week's show is there now. Click on air on the green line. You can select Red Zone from the drop-down menu and find it there. You can also enter your soon-to-be-new driver to win free driver's education from our friends at Nine One One Driving Driving School. Uh, later in this show, Dave's got an interview with Black Hills running back Taylor Simmons. I thought that was pretty good. The Wolves off to a great start. And then uh, also I have a conversation on concussion discovery. Uh, I talked earlier with Rebecca from Olympia Orthopedic Associates. And uh, the IMPACT program sets so a baseline to compare to after an IMPACT occurs. Uh, we're going to find uh, a lot more about that later on in this very show. We're uh, three weeks into the season, and there are some trends happening now. So let's take a look at uh, last week's performance and a look at tonight's action as well, starting with 2B Mountain Division, Rainier Mountaineers. They're climbing the mountain, man. They're 3-0. and They had a whopping uh, win over concrete.
2: Yeah, they are. They're fifth ranked in the state in 2B, which is, for our area here is the... Uh... Second-highest-ranked team, Waters, second in 2A. But um, Rainier went up 160 miles, and it didn't bother them at all. They beat Concrete 51-6, to six, piled up 445 yards of total offense, a lot of it from quarterback Zach Lofgren, who rushed for 147 yards and two touchdowns, passed for 92 more yards and another TD. Brody Klein, Mike Green, Cole Rizey, all usual suspects, they scored touchdowns on the ground. Rizey also caught a touchdown pass from Lofgren. And their defense was all over concrete. Ted Lester, Easton Holmes, and Rizey all with 10 tackles each. All right. Well, off to a great start.
1: And uh, tonight they host the, the Fighting Ducks of Tuttle Lake.
2: Yeah, I'd be surprised if the uh, Mounties don't come out of that 4-0. Tuttle Lake's 0-3, and they've about been outscored 122-6 to in those three games.
1: Ouch! <laughs> yeah, I,
2: I, would, I would look for Rainier to go 4-0. Of course, they went 5-0 last year, so what they're trying to do this year is Extend their winning ways throughout the entire season.
1: So, so 192 to six sounds like my high school. Uh, I played sophomore ball at stadium. We scored once. Somebody picked up a fumble and ran it for the touchdown. Missed the point after. That was it. That was as good as we were. The whole season. That's crazy. <laughs> wow. The high point. Uh, moving on to Evergreen League. Tanago Beavers. Uh, they got a rougher road. Uh, They fell to Castle Rock by almost an equally uh, bad number, 56 to 12.
2: Yeah, they did. And, you know, the the Beavers are just, you know, they start out with 29 kids. Um, They have six starters out right now with injuries. So um, may not account for all of it. Castle Rock's played up. They played Mark Morris. They played some tough teams. So they're pretty good. But uh, a lot of it has to do with the injury bug. And they did lose that one 56 to 12 at Castle Rock. Uh, They were held scoreless until the fourth quarter. But then uh, quarterback Carl Heesaw. Call Hartford for a fourteen yard t d and then he later ran one in for himself from two yards away all right, and uh they're going to host Seaton Catholic. it's their homecoming tonight they're going to host Seaton Catholic, which is two and one, and they are fresh off of a sixty six to nothing route of Riverside out of Boardman, Oregon, so we will see how uh that translates into uh, Seton Hall, uh, Seton Hall, Seton Hall. Seton Cat- Hall, yeah. Seton that's Hall doesn't have, playing, they even, up a little bit. they don't even have football. So, oh, okay. Seton Catholic uh, visiting the black turf uh, this evening, so we'll see what happens.
1: Okay. Moving up to 2A in South Puget Sound League, River Ridge Hawks fell to 1-2 and two with a stumble against Steilacum in a high-scoring game.
2: Yeah, I was at that game. I wouldn't consider it a stumble. Sentinels are really good. They won it 45-31, to 31, which dropped the Hawks to 1-2, and 0-1, but as people like to say, they may be the best 1-2 0-1 team in the 2A SBSL. Um Sentinels have so many weapons, and in this game, Amika Abuka, their sophomore uh, all-around player, scored four touchdowns and did some other things that weren't touchdowns. So they're up against a, a stacked offense up there. Tomasi Manu rushed for 108 yards for the uh, Hawks, though. He had two touchdowns. Karen Hunken collected 80 yards rushing. Dante Owens, their sensational receiver, Caught three Javon-bound passes for 102 yards, including a, an amazing uh, lightning-fast 70-yard touchdown strike. Caught it over the middle and sprinted home. So Hawks, uh, you know, behind the eight ball a little bit record-wise, but they've got a lot of talent.
1: And uh, they look to even up the schedule tonight uh, hosting an 0-3 Highline.
2: They do, and, uh, you know, Highline uh, should be should be one the Hawks can get. Um, and that would bring them to 1-1 one and one in league, and, you know, they're still able to work toward a playoff berth.
1: All right. Uh, going to the EVCO League, Rochester Warriors, also 1-2. and two. They fall to Bremerton, 40-18. They're putting some points on the board. Well, in that game, it was kind of a, a
2: I don't know if you'd say it's deceptive, but the game was 12-12 to 12 at the half. And then Bremerton had its running game going on in the second half. They ended up with 451 yards on the ground in that game. Good news for Rochester was the passing tandem of Daniel May and Patrick Riley, uh, may found Riley for two big play touchdowns, 65 and 78 yards. So they have weapons that uh, might hold them in good stead later. And despite the 22-point loss there, they were tied 12-12 at the half. Maybe things go a different way. That's not a blowout. So they may be better than they appear.
1: And Rochester will visit uh, one and, another 1-2 and two team in Evergreen.
2: They will, and people that want to go to that game uh, should re- remember it's at McKenzie Stadium, but it's going to start at 4.30 an early one down in Vancouver, they always play two games at McKenzie on a Friday, and so the, okay. the first one's at 4:30, and that will be the Rochester game. The Plainsmen um, are coming off a uh, game in which they turned the ball over six times and lost 46 to three to Lakewood last week, and they fell to one and two. So, um, you know, pretty even matchup, I would think there. All right,
1: but get on the road early, early start. I think I like that better than a Thursday game.
2: Yeah, and broad daylight. You know, and if, yeah, I don't know if they let you stay for the second game free or not, but if they do, that's, you
1: know, can't yeah, beat that. Get a twofer. All right. Yeah. Uh, all right. We're well underway. Uh, next, when we come back, we're going to hear uh, Dave's interview with Black Hills running back Taylor Simmons. Black Hills on a tear. We'll be right back after this timeout on uh, 95.3 Olympias KGY. If you are considering a joint replacement, experience and expertise
0: matters. At Olympia Orthopedic Associates, their board-certified and fellowship-trained joint replacement specialists have helped thousands of patients return to an active lifestyle using the latest advancements in joint replacement procedures. And they are the only ones in the area offering outpatient joint replacement procedures, which eliminate the need for long hospital stays and get you back home the same day as your procedure. To find out if you're a candidate, visit Olympia OlympiaOrthopedics.com today. The Woodshed
1: Furniture on Martin Way in Lacey is the source for quality home furnishings. Pieces that will stay in the family for generations. If it's been a while, you owe it to yourself to see what's new in the Amish furniture or bedroom gallery. Lie down on Inserta or Simmons mattress. Check out the Woodshed's wide selection of recliners, power recliners, and reclining sofas. You'll find quality in every corner of the store. 12 months, same as cash, industry financing OAC. 6127 Martin Way, the Woodshed in Lacey. At Rapid or Orthopedic
0: care, they know bone, joint, and muscle injuries are never planned. That's why they offer expert orthopedic care with no appointment needed. Their state of the art orthopedic urgent care in West Olympia and Hawkesbury offer on site x ray as well as evening and weekend hours. Best of all, you'll be seen by one of Olympia Orthopedic Associates' experts, so you'll know you're getting the best care possible. So whether it's an injury on the field or that nagging pain you've had for weeks, they have you covered. Visit RapidOrthopedic.com to learn more. That's RapidOrthopedic.com.
3: Kubota, the subcompact tractor pioneers have done it again. The all-new Kubota BX80 Series subcompact tractor has performance, versatility, and comfort that'll surprise you. Built to move dreams forward with features like the exclusive Swift Touch front loader, an easy over mower deck, and a complete set of land-fried implements. The all-new
0: Kubota BX80. J&I Power, 3729 Pacific and Olympia, and on Bald Hills Road in Yelm.
1: Get it done, save a ton, J&I. And welcome back to Red Zone Talk on KGY. I'm Noel. Over there is uh, Dave, and uh, in our next segment here, uh, we are talking about Black Hills Wolves. They are off to a terrific start, 3-0, beat Prairie, Um, not really a squeaker five points 33 to 28 but uh, a good game prairie finished last year six and five
2: yeah and prairie that game was a squeaker because it was the young man we're going to talk to later on taylor simmons had to intercept a pass on prairie's final drive to keep them from going in and taking the lead and perhaps winning that game as um they had just taken the lead the wolves had just taken the lead on a 67 yard touchdown run by quarterback ethan lawless so it was a thriller um And Taylor Simmons, who we're going to hear from, he rushed for a touchdown, caught two touchdown passes, made that key interception on the final drive, as I mentioned. And another guy that had a nice moment was Josh Rogers. He caught a touchdown pass from Lawless. And as you said, the Wolves are rolling. They are averaging over 40 points a game offensively and playing some decent defense as well.
1: And we were talking off mic about the challenges Black Hills faces, uh, you know, competing against some water, not just on the field, but – Four players who want to play for a quality program.
2: Yeah, and we're not saying just want to make sure that no T bird fans call us up. In the no, 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 we're not saying that exactly. water intentionally does anything, but you know, people move, people figure things out because they really they're drawn to a program and they want to see something. You want to see their son be a part of something that's been great for years. So um Black Hills, over the years, they've had some good moments in football, but you know they're the they're the second team in that district, and they need to come out and do what they're doing, which is play an exciting brand of football, play some tough opponents well, and that will uh, keep more people on the right side of the freeway.
1: Exactly. And, you know, when your second team in the district is as good as Black Hills, then, you know, you got a pretty good, you know, load of athletes there in there. It is. You know, and
2: and the Tiber, I mean, the Wolves are good in other sports. You know, they they have athletes um, coming through all their programs. It's just that over the years, you know, Tumwater, Tumwater really in the grand scheme of things, um is only now becoming an old school it was opened in the 60s right I guess kids used to go all the way up to Ole from Tumwater so you know that's a growing district and now Black Hills is kind of maturing as an athletic program
1: yes and so Taylor Simmons you talked with him not right after the game
2: no this was the other night the other day at practice and you know they were out there working on some stuff and he's uh not a big kid at all I, I can't really emphasize that enough he's a very uh very uh, small kid for a football star, but he has athleticism and speed and is able to uh, make sure that those big guys don't hit him.
1: He seems happy about the program. Let's hear it. It's about 90 seconds with Taylor Simmons here. All right, we're out at Black Hills High School
2: practice field with Taylor Simmons running back and DB. And Taylor, you guys are off to a 3-0 start. What uh, What's that feel like as opposed to previous seasons, and what's made that possible for you guys?
3: Uh, it's great. Um, what's made it possible is our a line and our whole offensive group and then our defense group are, have been putting in the work and stopping guys on defense.
2: You guys have had a, a conditioning program during the offseason. Has that helped a lot?
3: Yeah, a ton. Uh, Coach Dave has been getting us in there after practice every day and we have conditioning after practice. And it's definitely helped us improve a lot. We're not tired in the fourth quarter and we're giving it our all.
2: Okay. And you have had some really big moments both on offense and defense this season. How difficult is it to transition from offense to defense and back throughout a game?
3: Uh, It's not really that hard. I mean, we're all conditioned, so... It, it makes it easier on all of us so we can play both ways unlike previous years where we only could play one way because we're not co- that conditioned
2: Is there any mental aspect to it where you have to have a different approach?
3: Uh, yeah, definitely. It's all mental uh, whether you can play uh, both ways.
2: Okay And lastly, Saturday afternoon you guys play uh, Pullman at Tumwater District Stadium. They're at 3-0. They put a big numbers in each of their first three games. How important is it or how exciting is it to play a game like that before you get into the league season?
3: Uh, it's, it's great. Uh, it will pre- prepare us for other competition ahead of us and can't wait.
2: All right, well, good luck in that game and in the rest of the season. Thank you.
1: So he said a couple things that I thought were very interesting. And, uh, you know, you ask right away about, you know, to what he attributes this success. And his first uh, first response is the offensive line.
2: Yeah, they do have a good offensive line. They've had a couple injuries there, so I don't want to mention. I'm not quite sure who's in and out right yeah. now. But Well,
1: from here's yeah, from here's mouth to Coach Carroll's ears.
2: There, they are opening up some big holes for people. And he also mentioned uh, he said Coach Dave, and that is Dave Claridge, who's the uh, the guy that took over the conditioning program. You know, last spring I guess it was. They not only condition uh, during the off season like most teams do, hit the weight room in the off season. They go straight from practice. They do sprints. They go into the weight room. Um, They may not be the only team doing it, but it is definitely something that everybody, all the coaches, all the players of Black Hills talk about the difference the conditioning program has made this year.
1: And that does make a huge difference. And, you know, it's interesting for him to point that out. And on a team like Black Hills, where they rely on a lot of guys to go two ways, you know, when you got 100 people turning out, you can you can have one way, you know, guys, but uh, but Black Hills needs that. So it's a big game against Pullman tomorrow.
2: That's a very big game, and it's the kind of game that uh, could make the difference for them and how people uh, consider their program. Uh, Pullman is ranked ninth in the state. They scored in the low 40s very consistently in the low 40s in each of their first three games. Um, according to J.D. Johnson, the defensive coordinator at uh, Black Hills, you got a good quarterback and a couple of receivers that uh, can go catch it. So it looks like both teams are well-equipped on offense, and we'll see uh, if that turns into a high noon shootout. It's at 12 o'clock saturday afternoon at tds so um don't go there tonight well you go there tonight you'll see the t-birds right but uh uh, don't go there tonight expecting to see the wolves
1: all right and uh yeah tumwater they are three and oh now uh with a win over bellerman 35 to
2: 14 and they are the area's highest ranked team they're second ranked behind hawkinson and 2a and there's some people of course in our county that would uh argue that and tell you that tumwater is recovered from last year's loss to Hawkinson in the championship game and they should be number one. But we'll see as the as the playoffs eventuate later in the season. But yeah, they uh got Bellerman prep, which was their third straight victory over a team from a larger classification. As you mentioned, thirty five to fourteen. Um the man of the hour continues to be running back Dylan Payne. He's a junior. Uh he scored a sixty five yard touchdown in the very first play of the game. So that kind of told Bellerman what they were in for and he finished with two hundred and thirty seven yards on twenty four carries, which uh that's almost 10 yards a carry, and he's averaging seven for the year on uh, each carry. Dylan Loftus, another Dylan, had 105 yards on 11 carries, and the, perhaps as important as anything for Tumwater as, as I observed them last year, moving into this year, Turner Allen caught four Cody Wallen passes for 117 yards in a TD. And I'd be, I'm not sure that at any point last year Tumwater had anybody catch four passes or for over 100 yards in a single game. They just didn't have that passing aspect to their game. And if uh, Cody Wallman is turning out to be that quarterback they can find those guys and put big yardage up on the through the air when they need it, they're going to be really hard to
1: beat. That adds a whole new dimension. It does.
2: It does indeed.
1: So tonight they host McNary-Oregon, a winless team. Is this a game where they actually wish they could pick a different team to play tonight? I don't really know
2: about that because, you know, when you bring teams from another state and you try to fathom out, you know, why is McNary 0-3 or the 0-3 because they played really good teams or the 0-3 because they're not very good. Hard to say. One thing that people shouldn't get caught up in, though, if you see McNary, they list them as six A according to the Oregon. Okay, uh, but that's four A here. You know, okay, we, we have six classifications in Washington, but there's B's in there. Yeah, There they don't. One A is the smallest down there. Six A is the largest. So it's roughly like elementary prep is last. Year. Okay, four school. Now McNary, that's an athletic uh, school. They have good teams in most of the sports most of the time. So. I'm a little hesitant to say, hey, they're on three. The Birds are 3-0. It's an easy win for Tumwater. Uh, McNary may be better than we think they are or better than their standing would indicate. But, no, I, I don't think, you know, I think either way, if they're tough, that gives the Birds uh, one last test before they get into league play. If they're not very good, that gives the Birds chance to use a lot of people preparing for league play and, you know, get everybody ready for that. So I think it'll be fine either way for them.
1: It's a lot of questions. The only way to get answers is to be there at Tumwater District Stadium tonight when they kick off. Still to come, my talk with Rebecca from Olympia Orthopedics Associates. We're going to talk about the IMPACT program and how it can help determine if a a concussion, oh man, I have concussion, (laughs) how it can determine if a concussion has occurred after uh, that big fall hit, IMPACT, whatever it is. That's next on Red Zone Talk. This is Olympia's KGY. (laughs) Driver's education is a big step. Independence, mobility, responsibility. Get your student off to a safe start with 911 Driving School, the only school taught exclusively by highly trained police instructors. Results are clear. Trained drivers have fewer violations, suspensions, and collisions. 911 administers all DOL written and drive tests. Classes are forming now for start dates this month, next month, and throughout the summer in Tumwater, Lacey, and Yelm. Learn more and enroll today at 911drivingschool.com. KGY Traffic Next brought to you by Olympia Fireplace and Spa. Save up to $300 on heat and glow, quadrifier, and Harman models now during the preseason sale. Olympia Fire will beat any fair pricing guaranteed. Lowest prices of the year, local service you can trust. Olympia Fireplace and Spa. The Woodshed Furniture on Martin Way and Lacey is the source for quality home furnishings. Pieces that will stay in the family for generations. If it's been a while, you owe it to yourself to see what's new in the Amish furniture or bedroom gallery. Lie down on Inserta or Simmons mattress. Check out the Woodshed's wide selection of recliners, power recliners, and reclining sofas. You'll find quality in every corner of the store. 12 months, same as cash, industry financing OAC. 6127 Martin Way, the Woodshed in Lacey. Welcome back to Red. Zone Talk on 95.3 Olympia's KGY. It is uh, the high school football program. I'm Noel Wall and uh, with me this segment is Rebecca from Olympia Orthopedic Associates and we are going to talk about head injury, uh, concussion, and actually finding out if there is a concussion or not and that all has to do with impact applications. Rebecca, first of all, welcome to the show.
4: Thank you. Thanks for having me.
1: All right, it is wonderful to have you and tell us what is impact?
4: So IMPAC is a computerized neurocognitive test that is a tool that our physicians will use to help evaluate a student uh, for concussions.
1: And this can be done right away, kind of immediate post-concussion assessment.
4: Right, right. Usually we encourage the students to do a baseline test uh, before they begin any activities. And then that way there's a baseline established for comparison. And then once the athlete sustains a suspected head injury, then we recommend that they complete a baseline test or a post-injury test. Post-injury test. So on
1: the baseline, you want to get that done first. That means that you want to go to a facility like yours, like Mm -hmm. Olympia Orthopedic, And tell us a little bit about that procedure to provide the baseline.
4: Yeah, so there's actually lots of groups that provide baseline impact testing. Uh, You can find them online or you can find us online at oleortho.com. You call in, make an appointment. We get you the quick baseline test. It takes about 45 minutes in total, and uh, it stays with you. Patients will get a code, and they can access that and take it anywhere in the country they want.
1: Wow, that's pretty good. And part of that baseline, I know, is they're looking at eye movement?
4: Uh, Yeah, so what the impact measures, it measures a couple different things. It measures uh, memory, attention span, and then visual and verbal problem solving.
1: And so you can compare that. In the uh, post-concussion or possible Mm post-concussion assessment, then you can compare back to what it was in a
4: normal day. Correct. And then you'll usually find if the patients are symptomatic, you can find where they're having trouble. Uh, So if they're having trouble with eye movements, with um, uh, visual disturbances, you can then start to treat them immediately. So we no longer... Put the student in a dark room and shut the door and leave them there for two weeks we start treating their deficiencies right away through uh, physical therapy
1: now i'm sure that you know pro teams universities stuff like that they, they cover all of this high school may not how do, if i'm a parent of a high school kid and whether it's football or whether it's soccer or some of the other sports that you mm-hmm. don't think about collisions in, what do I want to do first to make sure I'm ready?
4: Yeah, so that's a great question. Actually, most of our high schools here in the Greater Olympia area all provide impact testing for their athletes, which is fantastic. Um, And there are uh, also places that you can go if you have a middle school child. Uh, Again, you can reach out to us um, at Oli Ortho or reach out through your high school uh, to get that baseline test. And uh, we actually recommend it for all children, uh, even those that aren't involved in athletics, because there's always a possibility of, you know, falling off a bike and sustaining a head injury. or Skateboard, mm -hmm. bike riding, trip over the dog. Exactly. That's
1: exactly (laughs) uh, right. (laughs) So impact is a great tool, Mm -hmm. but there are some things that we need to make sure we know it's not. It's not a cure.
4: Correct. We don't have any way to prevent concussions at this time. Um, Except helmet. Except a helmet. Yes, that absolutely a helmet Personal is. Personal awareness. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> All of those things. Yeah, and then it's just remembering that it's a tool of, as part of a comprehensive exam, and so. You know, if if a physician isn't trained in impact management, then uh, that baseline test and the post-injury test information um, is just not going to be very helpful for them. And
1: certainly it's not a substitute for medical treatment.
4: No, no, not at all. And it's not a home-based test either. So while you can't access it from your home, it's best to be done under the supervision of a healthcare professional. And,
1: And it doesn't hurt to look at your athlete and say they look a little off or something like that, I better get in.
4: Absolutely. And, you know, uh, the athletes are always the last to recognize that they're having trouble. So it really, it takes a village to manage a concussion. And that includes uh, teachers who spend the majority of their day with the students, coaches, athletic trainers, and then physicians and parents. So everyone needs to be aware and help those kids.
1: All right, Rebecca, it's been wonderful to talk to you about impact and the idea of how to you know, really get an idea if if a concussion has actually occurred or not. Mm-hmm. Yep. So thanks again, Rebecca, from Olympia Orthopedic Associates. Have a great day. Thank you. You too. And we'll be back with more Red Zone Talk right after this on Olympia's KGY. Sports fans, spin, T screen print, and graphics in Olympia and Tacoma gives you the very best printing and embroidery.
0: Perfect for teams, schools, companies, or special events. Get excellent quality, custom design, quick turnaround and low pricing. Count on spin tees for quality brands like Port Authority, Tech and District Threads. Easy ordering and results you'll love. 2008 Harrison in Olympia, online at spinteasprince.com. Friends Spinteas on Facebook. At Rapid Orthopedic Care, they know bone, joint, and muscle injuries are never planned. That's why they offer expert orthopedic care with no appointment needed. Their state-of-the-art orthopedic urgent care in West Olympia and Hawkesbury offer on-site x-ray as well as evening and weekend hours. Best of all, you'll be seen by one of Olympia Orthopedic Associates experts, so you'll know you're getting the best care possible. So, whether it's an injury on the field or that nagging pain you've had for weeks, they have you covered. Visit rapidorthopedic.com to learn more. That's rapidorthopedic.com. Mm-hmm.
3: Somebody there? Is somebody there?
0: This is the Pepsi that's got a date with your taste buds. We're talking a two-step with you and two tacos at 2 a.m. Order number 83. Come on. You're up. This is the Pepsi that has mastered the art of the late-night munchies and is always down to dig into some deep dish. This is the Pepsi for pull boys, pulled pork sliders, no. And the Godfather of all sandwiches, the Godfather. This is the Pepsi for those who are forever fun. This is the Pepsi for every generation. Jingle bells, jingle bells, Thanksgiving's on its way. Every day's a real good day to buy or sell a car. Hi, I'm Bert at BNC Northwest Auto in Martin Way. Hey, I don't sing very well, but if you see me, you'll save big on your next quality car. Remember, everybody drives a used car. Ours just cost a lot less. BNCNorthwestAuto.com on Martin Way and Olympia. We buy, sell, trade, consign for free, and finance everybody.
1: And welcome back to Red Zone Talk on Olympia's own KGY. I'm Noel, along with Dave, and we are here to finish up our look at the local teams. Moving on to 3A and the South Sound Conference uh, starting off with the Capital Cougars, they are uh, undefeated. I'm not sure if we expected that. They had a big win over Shelton.
2: No, I don't think anybody expected that. But they've been, you know, they did have some weapons coming back. They got a new coach. that's very enthusiastic. Has a staff that the kids are responding to. So so far, Terry Rose is undefeated as the head coach of the Cougars. As you mentioned, they shut out Shelton on the road, 46 zip, in their 3A uh, South Sound Conference opener. Um, that follows up wins over Lakes and WF West. So. Season's been a really good one for them so far, and they will host uh, another local team
1: tonight. Want me to talk about that? Sure. North Thurston is—they're yeah. moving to two and one. They're not doing so bad. They had a big win, I think, over Olympia, or they, I mean Peninsula.
2: Peninsula, yeah. They—they come in two and one. Um, I don't know they actually lost their—they lost their game to Peninsula, but they went into that game two and zero, oh, and the Rams. Um, yeah, they actually got beat pretty bad by Peninsula, which is uh, you know the runner-up last year and the preseason favorite to win it this year. Um, they uh, fell behind 15 to nothing after a quarter, and they never quite recovered on that. And but five different Peninsula players scored touchdowns. But you know the matchup with Capital for both teams—it's uh, a lot of firepower out there. Even though they didn't do well last week, at least Thurston didn't. You've got running backs like Eric Jackson and Clayton Grady for Capital, and you've got. Jace uh, Marcotte and Eddie Martinez for North Thurston. Each team's got a strong quarterback, the senior Grant Erickson at uh, Capitol, and a sophomore, Keaton Maggard, for the Rams. So should be an interesting game um, this evening out at Ingersoll.
1: Yeah, it really should be. And uh, so that'll be fun to go see and see what happened right there. Shelton, meanwhile, 0-3, that big loss to Capitol. Yeah, Shelton... the
2: one good thing, well, I don't, you know, hopefully a good thing for them. They talked in preseason about a sophomore quarterback they had named Skylar Cook. He got in the game um, for the first time and didn't pile up a lot of big numbers, but got his feet wet in varsity play. And if he's what they hope he is, that's a good thing for them to to get him going. And they have a sophomore running back, Josiah Lells. Uh, he led them in rushing in that game, so you know a little bit of youth. There are two sophomores who've done well, and as we've talked about time and again about the climbers, Coach Mike Speaks and his staff, and even the kids. They're committed to a long-term rebuild there, and they know that uh, each, each triumph of uh, having one or two kids come through and take steps in a game is as important as a final score.
1: And that's where we were last week with the tailgaters. I got a chance to talk to the AD out there and stuff. He said exactly the same thing. You know, it's not going to happen this year. It may not happen exactly next year, but we're going to get incrementally better and build this program back up. So well,
2: They got some history back in the day. So, they, you know, in this a small-town-type environment, they should be able to be good. That's right. The point.
1: stands are packed, absolutely yeah. packed. It does not get any easier for the high climbers. They are going to fo- uh, host that very tough peninsula. Too. Yeah,
2: it doesn't get easy at all. I mean, peninsula is two and one. They just routed North Thurston. As I said, they're predicted to win the conference. So, um, not an easy one, but... Uh, you know, again, it's the kind of thing where you go out there and if somebody has a breakthrough play or two even, you know, and they show they're capable of doing X skill, then you can build off that. And uh, that's what they're looking at right now up at Shelton.
1: All right. Move out to the Prairie where Yelm has fallen to one and two with, I think, a little bit of a heartbreaking loss, a two-point loss to Central Kitsap.
2: Yeah, they did. They, they had some great offensive performances, but obviously CK had a couple points more worth of offense. Uh, tornadoes dropped to one and two. And, you know, after their big win at Skyview and their uh, tough battle with Tumwater, I think they were hoping for a little bit better in their opener. But, you know, still plenty of time left in the league season, um, six more games. So they can battle their way back towards the top. In that game, you know, you had uh, senior quarterback Kyle Robinson, who was the Olympian QB of the year last year on the all-area team. He completed 21 of 35, 291 yards, two touchdowns. Carson Ment, their junior running back, he rushed for 133 yards, also had two touchdowns. Austin Oso and Cody Gifford, as they so often do, um, they each caught passes for over 130 yards and, and a touchdown in there. And their senior linebacker, Derek Platt, who we interviewed a couple weeks ago, he was in on 17 tackles in that game. So, wow. You know, their stars came through. They just, uh, you know, CK's stars came through a little bit better, I guess.
1: All right. That's a, yeah, that's, that's an interesting, interesting team to play. And uh, they are going to travel across the bridge to uh, play a beatable Gig Harbor team.
2: They are Gig Harbors 1-2, and two, and they played a uh, pitcher's duel with Timberline. It's 14-7, to seven, not a very high-scoring game there that the Blazers won on opening night. And interesting that they're swapping opponents because the Blazers will play, as we talk about in a few minutes, they're going to play CK, or they will have played CK already by the time this broadcast is on the air. But um, So that's the way the week will go for them. They will go over and play Gig Harbor, and I have no doubt that Yelm's going to be competitive in that game. Gig Harbor in the past, they've been – Pretty much of a monster, but they're not quite where they were, and Yelm is on the rise, so that's a game that's going to be very
1: competitive. Yeah, that should be a great one. And uh, Timberline, the uh, South Sound champs, are defending champs as uh, two and one. They beat Gig Harbor fourteen to seven, as you said,
2: they did, and that was uh, a lot of that had to do with the uh, senior quarterback Hunter Campau. Um, another guy, that's not very big. He's you know in the mid five feet range, but he uh, can throw it and he can run it. He completed 10 of 16 passes for 172 yards. He also rushed for 151 yards on 20 carries. So, you know, there's 36 plays that revolved around Hunter, and he totaled 323 yards of total offense. So um, they got a good QB. They've got a couple receivers that are back from last year. Um, I'd look for them to start scoring a little bit more as we go along. They've had some low-scoring games so far, but down the road I think they'll be a little bit better. And as we said, we don't really know what happened last night when they played Central Kitsap, but – that definitely was a game based on Central Kitsap beating Yelm that um, people want to look up the results of that. Cause it's going to be important in the SSC race. at
1: downtown. Absolutely. Absolutely. And 4 a, we've got Olympia. They are at one and two with a loss to Rogers 35 to 20. They did lose to Rogers
2: and they did also have uh, some good performances though. So, you know, they are the opposite Yelm, uh, excuse me, they're crosstown rivals, capital, um, has 21 of 22 senior starters at least they did when the season started uh bears are different the bears are junior dominated and their junior quarterback nathan herman uh came through in that game despite the loss 22 of 33 passes that's 67 percent for 251 yards passing two touchdowns both to will anderson and will anderson had a an incredible night uh 13 catches for 161 yards so um, passing game is in order for all they just need to Tighten up some other things to get some more wins on the board um, other than being one and two.
1: Well, tonight's the night. They're headed to Tacoma to face
2: a winless foe. They are. They, they're going to face uh, Bellerman Prep, which is winless after that loss to Tumwater we already talked about. Um, but, you know, you go up to Bellerman. you know, that you can never, just the name alone, you're going to think they got to be, they got to have something in the tank somewhere. Yeah. And, you know, you're never going to have a football coach say this is going to be an easy game. And I'm cer- very certain that this isn't going to be one Steve Davis would say that about this is going to be a... A tough game, a winnable game, but uh, a tough one as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it'll be fun to see tomorrow morning where everything happened. There you have it. Covered our dozen local programs. Giving you a little insight. A little to whet your appetite for high school football. 157 games tonight on the docket. It's going to be raining, so take your jacket, bring your umbrella or whatever, but head to the stadium and cheer. College ball Cougars (laughs) kind of had their way with Eastern Washington and uh traveling to USC for some real football.
2: Yeah, it's going to be interesting. They're undefeated but uh and they beat SC last year, but that was at uh Martin Stadium. So this is going to be a little bit different going down to the Coliseum. Um I'm going to I would probably pick USC, but you know, wazoo they've proven over the years. You never know what they're capable of. They can pull one out of their back pocket and uh get a win down there.
1: And I love hearing their coach in interviews.
2: Oh yeah, he's he's an interesting one. Yeah, you know, he's uh a BYU rugby player turned lawyer turned actor turned football coach. So, Mike Leach took a long. Is that right? Oh, yeah, I didn't realize all he's that. He's done it all. I think I, I must have read a uh, must have read his autobiography or something because I know a little too much about Mike. Leach, Interesting but, guy, though. Yeah, he's done a lot of yeah. things. Yeah.
1: The Huskies played well enough to beat Utah. Not everybody was happy with that. And then they're going to host Arizona State.
2: Well, and that's the opposite from uh, Washington State, which had an upset win last year over SC. Huskies were knocked off last year uh, by the uh, by the Sun Devils and this time uh, you know they're looking to see if they can uh, get outside the Sun Devils defense which isn't that tough against the run if they get the running backs into space they could maybe get a little revenge for that and have no reason to as they say in Tempe fear the fork so all right we'll see
1: (laughs) and the Seahawks coming off that disappointing Monday night loss to Chicago Uh, they host Dallas what do you think Ah uh, you know Dallas, um it just depends on how much
2: you uh how much credence you put in Russell Wilson's struggles towards the end of that game against the bears if that's something that's going to continue they're in a lot of trouble because Dallas has been playing really well against the pass on defense, but if uh, Russ straightens himself out and gets stuff you know back the other way, Dallas is not too much you know it's possible the Seahawks could beat him, but they're going to have to correct the mistakes they've been making
1: yeah he's got to get rid of the ball a little faster yep. and uh, the, get that protection up front that's uh, that's been a, a- Subject for a few years. Now, uh, you can, of course, hear that game on sister station, 96, nine KO. And uh, we'll have every game home and away all season long. We want to thank orth Olympia orthopedic uh, and associates for uh, being the presenting sponsor of our show. And we want to thank you for joining us this week and every week. Again, find the podcast on KGYFM.com. Email us RZT KGYFM.com. Most of all, Join us next Friday at 8.30 for Red Zone Talk. Dave, have a good weekend.
2: I will do that. I'm going to see a couple of games One here. Uh, I will have seen that Timberline-Central-Kitsab game, and then uh, actually got me running all the way up to see Curtis and Sumner on Friday night. So I'm going to be all over the place watching high school football.
1: All right. Away we go. So that's it for this week. We'll see you next week uh, right here on 95.3 Olympia's very own KGY.